Well, hello there, and welcome to Triple Change Podcast, the Jackie Robinson Show. I'm Jackie Robinson, and today we are going to be celebrating Caribbean Heritage Month. I know um, there are a lot of people of Caribbean Caribbean heritage um, that are celebrating in various ways. I know we just had Juneteenth uh, this past weekend, and uh, the whole month of June has been designated uh, Caribbean Heritage Month. And so uh, we hope to have a special guest on a little bit later on in the show. Typically, we broadcast on Wednesdays, but today, because it is a special day, we are broadcasting uh, on Thursday instead. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Yes, we are broadcasting live right now as we speak, Miss Loretta. Yes, ma'am. How are you I'm doing? I'm so excited. I'm Good. doing great. Doing great. I'm here at the New York Public Library, and we're doing wonderful things for Caribbean American Heritage Month. Excellent. And, uh, you know, we had spoken earlier, and I know that there's a lot of history that goes behind um, the Caribbean islands. We could go back to Toussaint L'Overture. We could go back to, you know, a, a way back. Okay. Um, and so yes. how did you get involved in this particular organization, Loretta? Well, I'm Caribbean. My, my paternal father, uh, my paternal side of my family is from Jamaica. And I, I was born here in New York and grew up in New York. So there is a section of Brooklyn that we call Little Caribbean which back in the day we called the West Indian land. Okay. Where when Caribbean people came and migrated, they migrated in that area of Crown Heights, area of Flatbush that's in Brooklyn. And that history goes back to the turn of the 20th century. That's, when Caribbean wow. people were coming here from Harlem, they moved to Harlem and then they crossed the bridge and went over to Brooklyn. So we have a long history here in, the, in New York and in African-American history. You know, has that kind of played into you being um, the uh, brand, the global uh, vice president for brand marketing for the magazine Caribbean, uh, and pronounce it for me, Loretta, is it Caribbean? Caribbean Me. Caribbean Me. Yes. Caribbean okay. Magazine. Yes. It's a conscious fashion for uh, digital magazine for Caribbean and diaspora women. So we don't only address women here in the Caribbean or in Caribbean Americans, but globally African diaspora women. Okay, and I know some of the programs. Can you talk about some of the programs that you know that you're doing um, under the um, WOCPSCN? Now, WOCPSCN, Women of Concerned Professionals and Strategic Conscious Networking, that's the nonprofit side that I do. And we address gender equity and gender equality. Okay. It's based on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals 17. And our focus is on that. As a matter of fact, tomorrow morning at 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll have our annual summit. We have 3,000 people registered and we have nine of the most prolific 
uh, speakers in the continent will be speaking on subjects of gender equity, uh, economic development, health, mental health. We'll be talking about everything tomorrow morning. Well, you know what, Loretta, I think when you scroll through the news, there's so much bad news that you hear and you see, but it's refreshing to know that there are people like you, you know, who are mentoring, um, who are leading the way, who are helping in any way that you can, those who are willing to listen and willing to put in, you know, some of the work because we got to, we got to raise the babies. Yes, we got to raise the babies. And this is what I love about W-O-C-P-S-E-N, um, the majority of our participants or members are under 40. So that's really exciting. Yes, we're really excited about that, that they're willing to be mentored, and that's the key. They're and willing to listen to the elders and allow us to share our life experiences so they can get to the next level. Well, what about today's event, um, the uh, Caribbean Collective? Yeah, so today's event is really exciting. Today's event is, and I'm going on a stage. This is the stage of the library. And as you can see, Glenroy Marsh is a couture designer, fabulous designer. He's yes. originally from Jamaica. And what he is doing now is he's here in Brooklyn. His home office is in Brooklyn. And he has such a style about him. It's an elegant style, which I love about him. In the magazine, we always support him in that capacity because we believe in the elegance and we have a grace and a persona that is naturally innately ours. Yes. And he, yes. he brings that forward in his fashions. So we're excited that he is going to have, they're going to have a fashion show. After the fashion show, we're going to have a discussion about Caribbean Americans and their professions. I'm going to be the moderator but I'll also be talking again about the magazine, how the magazine and why the magazine was started. Okay. That sounds so exciting, Loretta. And I thank you for taking the time out to share this, this uh, event that you have going on today. I know that you're going to be very busy. So I got one last closing question for you. In your, All right. life, in your life journey, what was the most profound change in your consciousness a paradigm shift that you experienced propelling you to another level as a trip of change? When I realized there's nothing I can't do through the power of God, that's what shifted my energy. When I realized, well, why am I trying to hold myself back when I'm told that I can do all things based on him? And so, yes, I am 68 years old and I'm, I'm getting my second win. Okay. <laughs> I got my second win. I'm getting ready to do some more stuff. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. there's nothing I can't do. All right. <laughs> and you got me motivated too. So thank you so All much. All right, girl. Um, you know me. You know how we flow. <laughs> I know how we flow. And look, let me just put your um contact information up there real quick. Okay. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh -huh. There it is. There it is. Exactly. Because I know you'll have some other things coming up. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I know today uh, is going on right now in New York City at the name of the library. Yes, um, this is the Stravos Nartros Foundation Library. It's with acronym is SNFL. And it's at the corner of 141st and Fifth Avenue. It's right across from the main library. So yeah, definitely, if anybody library. wants to come, it's gorgeous. 
come on and hang out. Yep, because we were here. When That's you was right. here in New York, we came and visited. Yep. That's so right. you know it's gorgeous. That's, yes. So, so thank we're you. We're excited. Loretta. We're excited. Thank All you. Right, okay, take care. Be blessed. All right. Okay, you too, darling. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye. Yes, that was um Loretta Green Williams from New York City. They're having the Caribbean Collective um Caribbean Heritage Month. Uh it's like a symposium where they're gonna have a panel discussion about um people from the islands, people from the Caribbean islands and the industry that they're in and their experiences. And so that was a special treat to have her come in um, from New York city. So yeah. And we appreciate her expressing her trip of change in terms of uh, understanding where her strength comes from and the fact that she can be fearless even at 68 and get out here and do those things that um are important to her and those things that make her happy. So yes, thank you so much, um, Liz, uh, Loretta. And so um, in addition to that, I wanted to share at least some historical information since it is um, Caribbean um, Heritage Month. And let me get over here. Let me see what I got for you all that I wanted to share. Let's see. Go over here. Okay. I don't know if you all are familiar with um, Cartagena, Colombia. Uh, it is a hot spot now in terms of tourist attraction. It's been that way, I would say, for the last at least 10 years. Uh, people have been going there, buying real estate and uh, building out condominiums and things of that nature. And so um, if you're a traveler like me, mm, if you're a traveler like me that wants to know the history of the place that I happen to be visiting, then if for Cartagena, you would know that it was a drop-off point for Africans during the slave trade. And so here's a tidbit of information about Cartagena that over 1.1 million captive Africans entered the docks of Cartagena de las Indias, according to the former director of the Colombian National Archives, Jose Palacio Preziato. And that came from the Black Star website. In other words, um, in other words, a lot of Africans started out, African slaves started out right there in Cartagena, Colombia. And again, it's a beautiful place and has become a tourist hotbed um and in the old city of cartagena um was founded by the spanish pedro de jaragua however you say that in 1533 now the main importance of the city under the spanish domination was based on its wealth and that was these people had emeralds pearls 
gold and silver. Now, can you imagine if they even thought for one minute to cultivate those minerals for themselves and then um, uh, establish an economic base where they sold those minerals to other countries where where it would be to this day but that's not usually how it happens um and so uh what happened is in addition to it being a strategic location near the caribbean sea in south america it became a progressive colonial village in other words they went over there and just took over the people indigenous first settlers in this territory were replaced by African slaves since the Spanish conquest. So in other words, they've got all these minerals that they can take out of the ground and they can save on expenses because they got free labor. I mean, or whatever minimal amount of expenses they pay to maintain the slaves. It's just, it's crazy. The African manpower was the most important business represented by the hard work to build walls and fortification, fortification rather. There was a big miscegenation as mulattoes, mestizo, and zambos. After all, African courage could reach its own freedom by royal decree in 1713. And so Cartagena, uh, a large intake of African slaves, 1.1 million. My goodness, that's a lot. All right. And so one of the um, historical places that's worth visiting in Cartagena is the Gold Museum of Zinu because gold was one of the materials that was being cultivated out of Cartagena. So go on down into the museum um, at donde.co, D-O-N-D-E, C-O, donde, C-O, donde, Cartagena, and visit the gold mine for you travelers that um, really have um, Cartagena on your list. It's on my list. So I will be visiting the gold mines. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Also, I'm going to bring up this next historical fact. And that is Toussaint L'Overture. Now, if you all don't know about Toussaint L'Overture, Toussaint was born... He was born, um, let's see, Toussaint L'Overture's life was one of hardship, triumph, and contradiction. Okay, the man had a comp complicated life. He was born a slave on St. Dominique, yet earned his freedom and established himself as a small-scale planter. He even purchased slaves of his own. But one of the things about him and his slaves was quite different than the European and the slaves. The Europeans were quite cruel when it came to managing their, their slaves. It treated them like property, whereas Tucson, from what I understood in my research, he was not cruel to uh, his slaves. Nonetheless, 
um, because he had elevated to a certain degree in life, he was able to use his plantation with his slaves and amass a fortune. Okay, that's how you do it. Um, um, he transformed himself from lonely, lowly, rather lowly freeman into revolutionary hero as the mastermind of the bloody slavery bolt of 1791. By 1801, Louverture was governor of the colony where he had once been a slave. But his lifelong quest to be accepted as a member of the colonial elite ended in despair. He spent the last year of his life in a French prison cell. His example, number, nonetheless, inspired anti-colonial and black nationalist movements well into the 20th century. This brother beat the French, beat them at their own game of war. And he even went down took some troops down to Santo Domingo to took to Santo Domingo and beat those people too the British the Spanish the French beat them all because he had a calculating mind and uh once that he won he negotiated with them with the the losers to listen let's have a peaceful life Everybody can live in harmony. The landowners can come back and reclaim their land and you just pay the people for, for the work that they do. Let's just be fair. And then people said no. And they tricked him. They tricked him into thinking he was coming to a meeting for negotiation. Honey, they sent the, 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 the uh, soldiers in there, arrested him and put him in prison where the man died. That, that's how they did that. Okay. He was imprisoned in the Fort de Jour in the Jura Mountains, the coldest region in France. He died there on April the 7th, 1803 from illness and lack of medical care. All the man wanted to do was say, treat us fairly you treat us fair, we work, we do what we're supposed to do, you pay us and we'll give you what you want, you give us what we want, but just treat everybody fairly. And they said, hell no. The French failed to restore slavery in Saint-Dominique. See, they thought they could get rid of Toussaint and restore slavery in, in, in uh, Saint-Dominique, right? And go back to the way that it was before, have zero to cheap labor and um, profit off of the resources on the land. Thanks to the military might built up under the overture, the blacks defeated the French at the Battle of Verteres in 1803. On January the 1st, 1804, a new leader, Jean-Jacques Desalines, proclaimed the country's independence 
which he renamed after his aboriginal name, Haiti, meaning mountainous land. And that is the Caribbean history for today, Thursday, June the 23rd for Caribbean Heritage Month. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I enjoyed having Loretta come on uh, and talk about working with young people and reminding them of where they come from and the um, heritage and the legacies that have been left for them and so it is i um am grateful to have been able to um share that from loretta and now so thank you loretta for being a guest on today's triple change podcast the jackie robinson show we appreciate you thank you so much all right okay well it's been uh, a hot week. I know it's been hot here in the month of June here in Georgia. Um, and I also know from reading in my notes that people are getting out and traveling once again. And the airlines are doing things like bringing hot meals back on some flights. Um, but if you have e-credits, that you had stored over or brought forward from 2020-2021, uh, you need to start thinking about using those e-credits because uh, December, the end of 2020, what year is this, 2022, is right around the corner. We are already uh, at the end of June uh, with less than six months to go left uh, in this year. And so um, we are excited about some of the things that we'll be doing. We've got some upcoming guests on the show. But before I tell you about our upcoming guests, listen, trip of change, trip of change. Uh, you heard Loretta talk about her faith and her spirituality within her mind and her level of belief was her trip of change. And that's what we do here on the trip of change podcast is we talk to people about what significant change that they experienced from someplace that they traveled to, or some encounter with a person that they've had or a book that they read or something that they've done that was significant in their lives and, and made a difference. And that's what we want to talk about, whether or not that was done locally, uh, in your city, in your state, uh, in the United States, or while traveling internationally. I know that there are a lot of retirees and there's uh, uh, young people. There are people in the airline industry that travel a lot. We want to hear from you. We want to know uh, what people in other countries are doing it doing the way they're doing it, how they're doing it. And you will have some insight uh, because you're traveling and you're traveling there. And so get in touch with uh, us and share your information so we can get you signed up 
to be on the show, go out to the website, uh, tripperchangepodcast.com. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, but really, I want you to go out to the website, which is right here. Go out to Trip of Change Podcast.com and see some of the things that we are doing on the website. We've got articles out here of this article uh, from an abusive situation to wife and business owner in Nigeria. That was an excellent podcast. This young lady talked about an abusive situation she was in here. I think it was either Missouri or Ohio. And how her and her sister had to escape almost in the middle of the night in order to get out of that situation. And because she had been communicating with a young man in Nigeria, she just decided that her escape was going to take her as far away as she possibly could. And she moved all the way to Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. Matter of fact, when she got there, At the airport, the young man proposed in the airport, proposed to her before she could even touch down real good. And three months later, they were married. Okay, so go out and listen to her story of how she uh, made that decision. That was definitely her trip of change. And also the things that she's doing to sustain her lifestyle in Lagos, Nigeria, as a publisher that's miss porsche Steele. go out and listen to that podcast also we did an historical celebration on juneteenth uh, and i also wrote about a woman that i admired as mrs doris hollis pemberton mrs pemberton befriended me some years ago and her story as a maverick a trailblazer in her own right during the movement Um, is written in that article. We appreciate the fact that we were able to have a shortened relationship with Mrs. Pemberton. And also out there, you'll see where we've got our upcoming podcast uh, episodes uh, on the website. And so coming up next, we have um Vikram Tio Dio rather on June the 6th and we've got Shalamar Parish on July the 6th and let's see let me go over here to the calendar who else we got coming up okay um we've got Christy Steele on Wednesday the 13th and then on August the 10th, I've got Cameron Cowan. And these uh, people are going to be talking about their experience, whether they're in the travel industry, whether they're a coach, uh, whether they have a personalized story as an author. They will be talking to us here on Triple Change Podcast about what's going on in their lives and the trip of change that they have taken. Yes, that's on our website, you can go and check us out there. Okay. I wanted to do something else. 
Ooh, I'll tell you, it's hot in Georgia. It is extremely hot. Okay. Talk about our upcoming episode. Okay, we want to thank you for listening. For those of you who are here in the chat, either on Facebook, on our website, or on YouTube, thank you so much for listening. And also, I want to give a special shout out to Miss Dana Bach, our um, co-host and podcast producer. She's not feeling well, and we hope that she gets well really, really soon, Dana. Um, sending you much love and prayers. All right. We talked about the history of the Caribbean. I wanted to touch on Cartagena, which is a hot spot. And I did not mention about Haiti. Uh, if you go out to YouTube, YouTube University, you will see uh, episodes that talk about people traveling to Haiti. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. As a matter of fact, I believe the um, cruise ships still dock in Haiti. So there are some other things going on in Haiti. And so if you have not um, gotten a travel agent, you can get in touch with uh, Kim Averhart at Averhart Travel. And she can work with you to establish some travel arrangements. Uh, and so for Haiti, as well as for Cartagena, we talked about the history of both of those cities during um, Caribbean American Heritage Month. And Miss Loretta joined us. I appreciate her so much. Girl, the, we had so much fun in New York. Loretta took us from Fifth Avenue all the way up across 110th Street on into Harlem, 125th Street. Um, she took us all over into the, to, to the nice places, the historical places. So, Miss Loretta, we thank you. Uh, for lending your support and hopefully we were able to uh, provide something that you'll be able to use for yourself or for your organization and for your website as well girl anything you need me to help you do you just let me know we're here for you so we appreciate miss loretta uh green williams for coming on and talking about the event all right again visit our website to get uh, amazing stories get our podcast schedule uh and find out what's going on in other countries because uh it's time to travel it's time to get out from the sadness um the threat of another virus people are traveling and so just do those things that are necessary to be able to travel by taking precautions uh, with your mask, with your hand sanitizer, um, and just being very careful. Now is not the time to be totally relaxed with things that are going on because people are still catching COVID, okay? Um, it might not be as bad as it was two years ago, but it's still out there. And so we are, one, we are traveling and we want to be safe. And so until the next time, keep smiling and take a trip of change.